Welcome back to A Daughter's Dilemma podcast where we discuss relationships with mothers and daughters and their interaction with one another. I'm Rodnik, the daughter. And I am Nefra, the mother. And today we will be discussing emotional conflict between mothers and daughters. Emotional conflict, I like it. Yes, so emotional conflict is defined by Wikipedia as the presence of different and opposing emotions relating to a situation that has recently taken place or is in process of being unfolded they Mm. may be accompanied at times by physical discomfort especially when a functional disturbance has become associated with an emotional conflict in childhood and in particular by tension headaches expressing a state of inner tension or caused by an an unconscious conflict unconscious Conscious. Conflict. Conflict. Stay with us, people. Stay with us. <laughs> Unconscious. That means you're not aware. Exactly. Of the emotional conflict of that may be. happening. Come on now. We're going to go a little deeper than that, though. But I did some research, and for the most part, many professionals see uh, emotional conflict as really just conflict between mothers and daughters. You know, the normal mother-daughter typical type stuff. Now, there are some that believe that you know, it's stemming from, you know, mother's rules are too strict or strenuous or, you know, the mother is overbearing mm-hmm. or, you know, we talked about that in one of our episodes, yeah. you know, mothers being too much being or not enough. Mm-hmm. Right. And so a lot of times we believe that that conflict comes from that. Mm-hmm. But I have a theory that emotional conflict runs a little bit deeper than that okay okay so when it comes to mother and daughter conflict i do believe that most of the conflict is emotional and somewhat spiritual as well okay okay so i've had some people come to me about their relationships with their mother or their daughter and the underlying issue remains the same for all of these women and the issue is guys an emotional conflict the mother plays out in the daughter Mm. I'm going to say that again. The mother's emotional conflict can play out in the daughter. So you're wondering why your daughter acting crazy. It's because mother has not dealt with those issues. And so we transfer a lot of that conflict, a lot of that energy, a lot of what's going on with the mama. It gets transferred to the daughter. Mm. And so the daughter starts lashing out as a result of her mom's unresolved issues. And here we have mother and daughter in conflict with one another. Mm. So basically, mama, if you haven't dealt with some issues, it will play out in your daughter. It really will. I know you may think you over it, but you really need to search yourself. Mm -hmm. And as a matter of fact, you know, even now... I really want to talk about you and our relationship because we need to give them an example of how this plays out. Right. Okay. So first and foremost, one of the things that I dealt with was abandonment. Mm -hmm. I tell my story on Facebook. If you're not on Facebook or Instagram, uh, uh, TikTok is where I just go have fun. So, but (laughs) all of it is Nephromore Presents. Um, It's Nephromore on Facebook, but I shoot my videos and I talk a little bit about my abandonment issues on there. So if you haven't checked that out, please go ahead and do so. But one of the things I talked about was my dad was supposed to get me for the weekend. I was eight years old. 
Mm-hmm. He, he never came back. back. I didn't see him again until I was 19. Right. And that left me feeling abandonment, mm-hmm. right? So one of the things it left me feeling with abandonment particularly is that I felt like I needed to be rescued. Yeah. Because when I sat on that couch, that's what I was feeling. Like, my dad is going to come rescue me. Right. And I'm going to get out of this poverty situation. And I am going to be free. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to be happy. But he never came back for me. And that was traumatic for me. Mm-hmm. So as I got older, I always had that get, I'm going to get you before you get me mentality. Mm-hmm. And I was always looking for someone to rescue me. I didn't know that at the time. But when I began my self-love journey to get the necessary healing, to deal with my inner demons, that came up. Mm-hmm. I was looking for friends. I was looking for men. I was really looking for people to rescue me like my dad didn't. Right. You know, to make all of this okay. And to be honest, guys, I am still dealing with a little portion of that. Mm-hmm. Um, not to say that I am making decisions out of that being rescued. I'm actually doing something about it. Right. So I'm doing it for myself. To show myself, I don't need to be rescued. I can rescue myself, me and God. Mm-hmm. We're going to rescue together. Do it together. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So that's how abandonment showed up in my life. Mm-hmm. But because I wasn't aware of it, it showed up in yours. Yep. So talk a little bit about how it showed up in your life. Um. Well, my abandonment issue showed up in a very similar way. I definitely felt abandoned by my father especially because not because he wasn't in my life but because he had other children whose lives he were who he was in uh-huh I don't know if that's the proper way to say that yeah but, um yeah he had other children whose life he participated in he took them in schools he went to school functions they lived with him he took care of them and he didn't do any of that for me. So it was like, so the abandonment for me was like, I really felt abandoned because I felt like, why why are they better than me? What did they have that I don't have? What makes me not good enough? And so I found that this pattern of abandonment, especially with men, continued to be a continuous cycle in my life. So um, Michael's father, he would always say that he loved me. He was there for me, and y'all got divorced, and he gone, gone, Go- abandoned again. Poof. Okay. Um, one of my aunts, who is uh, my dad's sister, mm-hmm. she was married to a man, and him and I were very close. Okay. And you know, we would hang out, and he taught me how to swim. And there was even one incident when I was sixteen. And somebody broke in the house. You remember that? And he came running. Like, he was ready to fight for me like I would expect my father to fight for me. Absolutely. And then him and my aunt split up and I never saw him again. Abandonment again. Literally. From, like, 16 until, like, last year, I never saw him again. Okay. Um, And then it was, there was another man that you dated who was a part of our church. And again, he took me in like one of his own children. Mm -hmm. He nurtured me. He took care of me. He bought me my first pair of Jordans. I was like a hundred something dollars. Like, and I really thought that he was a father figure until shit went down and he abandoned me again. (laughs) So it was really just a continuous, it was a continuous cycle in my life. And as I started to grow older and I started to get into my own adult relationships, like that was really a theme 
that I had or a fear that I had, that fear of abandonment, that fear that I'm that you're going to that I'm going to believe that you're going to be there for me. You're going to act like you're going to be there for me. And then you're just going to be gone. For no reason. For no reason. Yeah. Yeah. Because of something that happened with somebody else. Absolutely. That was another theme. It was something that happened with somebody else, a riff in somebody else's relationship. And then all of a sudden I'm alone. Right. I'm the one who gets left behind. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. Yeah. So here's the, here's, here's what I want to point out to the audience though. Abandonment still showed up. Mm-hmm. It didn't show up as a rescue like it did for me. Right. But it showed up for you as abandonment, feeling like you're not good enough. Mm -hmm. Like I can't. Now, of course, I still dealt with those same issues when it came to my dad. Mm -hmm. Because my dad was it. I was just looking like for whatever I needed from anybody at this point. It wasn't even a father figure type deal. Mm -hmm. You know, it was just at some point I need something. Right. I need somebody to pay attention to me. Absolutely. So when we talk about abandonment, it still showed up for you. Absolutely. It just looked differently. Mm-hmm. And that's what I want moms to understand is that when you are, when you have not dealt with your issues, and at that time, I had not. Mm-hmm. I had not dealt with the fact that I had still had this abandonment issue. You know, it wasn't until later, maybe you were in your teens at that point, that I really began to be aware of it and face it. Mm-hmm. And... It really came out with you and I had a conversation. I think you were a little older at this time, maybe about 17, 18, where you and I really had that conversation about abandonment. Yeah. And it was, I was shocked, guys. I mean, I was <laughs> shocked. I'm like, oh, my God, this is showing up in my daughter. I was like, oh, my God, you know. So I knew then, I was like, yeah, I'm going to have to address this. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm really going to have to soul search and stop feeling as if somebody needed to rescue me. Right. So now where I am is actually on the other end of it. Mm -hmm. So I'm not looking for anybody to rescue me. Mm -hmm. That's done. Okay. We're not doing that. We're going to rescue ourselves now for, Mm -hmm. okay. We're going to figure some things out. And that's really what I've done over the past few years is just really let's get it done. Mm -hmm. You know, let's step up, stand out because I know what it's affecting me is affecting you. Yeah. So mothers, let me tell y'all something. If you are afraid, your daughter's going to be afraid. Okay. Whatever emotional issue you're dealing with, it's going to show up in your daughter. So let me tell you something. It could be emotional conflict to the point where your daughter's going buck. She going ham. Mm-hmm. Right? Wow. If that we don't sense. if we don't deal with it, it's going to show up. Now, it may show up differently because, again, your abandonment issue showed up differently. Right. It, you weren't looking for nobody to rescue you. Right. You were just looking for somebody to stay. That's it. But it still showed up. Mm-hmm. And so, mom, it may not look like what you think it should look like, but it don't mean it ain't there. Right. Keep in mind, whatever you haven't addressed, it's going to show up in her. I recently talked to a um, a young lady who's in conflict with her daughter. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, her daughter's going book wild. Oh, you know, her daughter's stealing. Her daughter's doing staying out all night like she doing whatever she want to do how old is her daughter 16 
Ooh, that's young. Her daughter just doing whatever. Ugh. And she don't care about the consequences, the decisions, any of that. But as I'm talking to her mom, I ask her mom, okay, so how is your relationship with your mama? Right. So in that relationship, we discovered that she didn't like, her mom didn't like her. Mm. So as we're further having this conversation, I then realize you don't like your mama either. Mm. So the mere fact that you don't like the mama, which is the grandmama, you don't right. like the mama, your daughter is really playing out the unresolved issues you have. It just don't look like what you think it would look like. Right. So I told her, you need to resolve some of those issues about your mom within you, mm-hmm. and that'll work out in your daughter. Mm. Because, see, one of the things, I, and I used to tell you this all the time, right? I don't lie to you because you know when I'm lying. Yeah. We as mothers and parents, we all, we know when our kids lying. Yep. I say, Rodney, you clean your room? Yes. <laughs> and the way you say the yes, you already know she <laughs> lied. Yes right. so she lied. But what parents don't get is the kids know you lying too. Right. So you may be telling them your truth, but if you're not past it, you're not forgiving yourself about it, you don't get the necessary healing you need, it's deliverance you, le- you need. Your daughter and your kids, they know that. Yeah. She's still struggling. So what can she tell me? Yeah. That makes sense. So it becomes difficult to have a real true relationship. Yeah. Yeah, your daughter like, you can't can't talk to me because you're lying to yourself. Mm -hmm. Come clean. Tell the truth. And even if the truth is I don't know or I'm not there yet or I haven't found the healing you still have to tell that truth to your daughter that it's still something that you're struggling with. Because I find that when you and I talk and, you know, we find similar themes in the things that we go through, Mm -hmm. it is really a comfort to me to know that even though you're my mom, like, you're still working on it. You're still figuring it out. You're still figuring out how to deal with these things. And so I'm not in it alone also trying to figure it out. Absolutely. But another thing... Another thing is you're not going to keep accepting I don't know. True. Yeah. You're not going to keep accepting I'm still I'm still figuring it out. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? At some point, when is it out? Right. When is it worked out, mapped out, looked out? When, it, when are you on the other side of this thing? Mm-hmm. Now, it'll be different if, you know, I have some type of project or something that I'm working on and I'm not quite sure how to do the project. And I'm like, I'm figuring it out. Right. Okay. And I may need your help on it. So I'm like, hey, I need your help on this or that. But when it comes to internal, intrinsically being okay, mm-hmm. at some point I have to get on the other side of it because I have to be able to help navigate you on the other side of it. Yeah. Does that make sense? That makes perfect sense. Absolutely. So when we talk about emotional conflict, we got to know that's playing out in our kids when we don't deal with it. Mm -hmm. So you got to think about your children. Yeah. And what they're going to have to deal with. And what's going to play out with them if you don't deal with it. So I did run into an article um, and 
I'm not going to really, this particular article here, um, talks about emotional conflict and what are some of the elements of emotional conflict. Because a lot of times, guys, we think that, nah, that ain't it. We're too busy looking at the behavior mm -hmm. to see what's behind the behavior. You know, one of the things I talked about was, you know, when I was younger in middle school and elementary school, I started stealing a lot. And then while I was stealing, um, it was actually a cry for help for me. So when it came to me actually trying to get help, I was denied and dismissed. No one was really helping me, you know. So I just want you guys to understand what that may look like in your daughter. Asking for help or reaching out for help. Or just, you know, the symptoms of physical, con uh, emotional conflict. Okay. Right? Because you may see this in your, in your daughter. Okay. You may see this in your toddler. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of times toddlers don't know how to express confusion. Right. They just cry. You know, because they, you know, I'm feeling confused. I don't know what's happening, so we cry. You see it all the time when a mother and a, a mother and a father are arguing in front of the kids, and mm -hmm. the kids just start crying because that's yeah. all they know is something's wrong. Something's wrong. I'm confused. There's tension, but they don't have those words. Right. So they just cry. Cry. Okay. So let's see if you can actually figure out. If there is some emotional conflict happening between you and your daughter. So, for one, you get physical discomfort of pain. Hmm. Because energy is never destroyed. It is simply transferred. You know, I was listening to a podcast mm -hmm. earlier. Do you remember the name? It was the Met... Hold on. Give me a second. Got my Spotify right here. It was the Mindset, Magic, and Manifestation podcast. Okay. With Michaela J. Okay. Um, and I really like this podcast. It's really good, um, especially with helping you unload, like, spiritual things. Mm -hmm. And she really talked about how if you have unresolved issues in your past, that energy isn't just going to go away. It's not. So if you're having a struggle or you're feeling stressed out, because life is always going to have ebbs and flows, you're always going to have ups and downs, and sometimes if you're having those downs or you're having those stressful moments, mm -hmm. you need to allow yourself to feel the pain and feel the stress if you need to cry or scream or whatever it is, because if it doesn't get out of your body it's gonna show up in physical ways so all of a sudden you're stressed out about money and now your knee hurt and your knee ain't ever hurt before it's because you have that energy that's still stuck in your body you know that's what i teach y'all i know okay so <laughs> um you're absolutely correct discomfort yeah you know a, a, a lot of it is when you come into your mama's presence or your daughter's presence you get a headache mm-hmm mm they ain't said nothing yet, but your head hurt. But your head hurt. Think about that. And it doesn't even have to be, the head is just a tension headache. Mm -hmm. So that's like the most common one. But it could be your back. It your could be stomach, your knee. 
anything, your ankle, anything, any part of your body that just, there's a, a new pain out of nowhere. Out it's, of nowhere. It's that pent up energy. Absolutely. So think about when you're in the presence of your daughter and your mother that you have emotional conflict with. Mm-hmm. Do you have some type of pain? You may not be aware of it though. Yeah. You may figure all oh, my back hurt every now and then, mm-hmm. but you never identify that your back hurting in your mama presence. Your back hurt only when your mama is around. She could be on the phone and it's hurting. Right. <laughs> <laughs> She's been pulled up outside. You're like, oh, my back's starting to hurt. My mama's here. <laughs> right. Absolutely. So think about that, guys. These are just some things that you can actually be aware of because I don't think we're aware of it. No. We're too busy looking at the bad behavior. Yeah, you're too busy looking at the surface level. We're looking at the fact that her daughter's stealing cars. Yeah. I even said in my video, stealing is a sign of depression. Mm-hmm. And it is a cry for help. Right. It's not and about many, the stealing cars. It's about the emotion that's causing her to feel like she needs to steal the car. And the reason why people choose stealing is because there's a dopamine that's released in the brain mm-hmm. that makes them feel good. Mm. It's the plotting, the planning, the actually getting away with it. That makes, that's the only way that can be made to feel good. Mm -hmm. And that's what I learned in my self journey process as to why I was stealing. Mm -hmm. I I didn't know it, but as I was doing my self love journey and really walking with God and he began to bring up, you know, certain things in my life, I had forgot all about the stealing. Mm -hmm. Nikki, you know, I'm a woman of integrity. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? What if I stole from you? Nothing. A right. cookie. Well, and you saw me take it. You know what I'm saying? So I totally forgot about the, the stealing. Mm-hmm. But he really wanted me to revisit that because people, we're ready to throw them up under the jail. Yeah. We're ready to dismiss them and deny them. Cut people's hands off. In you know, especially countries. in the black community, when it comes to stealing. Oh. Baby, you can't go to Big Mama House no more. You can't no go more. to nobody house. You can't go to Big Mama House no more. You're no, not invited not. to the cookouts. You're nothing. not invited to nothing. Please stay away. We don't like you over here. Because you a thief and a liar. Yep. When people don't understand, that is a sign of depression. Okay? So take a look at that pain. Take a look at what's happening when you're in your mom's presence or your daughter's presence and things of that nature okay so also you can take a look at actually uh one other thing when it comes to the physical is everything is extreme there may be some emotional conflict between you and your mother if everything goes to the extreme Mm -hmm. so for example if you're having an argument about love and Mm hip-hop It's taken to the extreme to where she didn't cuss you out, put you out of house. <laughs> you ain't talked to her. And it all started from love and hip hop. Love and hip hop. Who cares? It's We can agree to disagree. Mm-hmm. But we can't be disrespectful. No. And it can get downright disrespectful. And the reason I just chose love and hip hop because it's something just as silly as that, guys. It could be over dinner. It could be over little things. That should not blow up to the point where you don't talk to your daughter or your mother for the next week. However long. Over something that's non-consequential. Non-consequential. Yeah. But you guys are blowing things up to the max. Yeah. And it could be the same thing for loving your daughter, too. Mm Mm-hmm. 
there's other issues emotionally behind that as well. Valentine's Day and you doing way better than her man doing or way better than her husband doing and you Right. This is a little extreme. Like you I'm gonna get roses some and in a car dinner and, and, Yeah, <laughs> like you could be doing things that are above and beyond that don't need to be happening. That almost borderline on creepy. Yeah. Cause I've had that. Mothers just love their daughters just to the extreme mm-hmm. and it makes the daughter uncomfortable. And the mother feels great. Right. And I've seen it on the daughter side too. But it's still like, would you go and have a life? Right. Like, why Can you do are something you... other than me? <laughs> other than pay attention. So again, guys, if you and your mother are taking the arguments to the extreme, if there's is if she's loving on you to the point where she's infringing. Mm-hmm. To the point where she is evading, you know, or invading your privacy or invading your life mm-hmm. and not allowing you to be your own person. There you go. That's a problem. That's some emotional conflict, guys. Yeah. I just, I just want to put that on out there. Okay. I just want to put that on out there. What else we got? So, um, we have the physical, okay, right? Right. And then we also have the extremes, which is the love or the hate. All of that goes to a really weird extreme Mm -hmm. or just totally, totally above and beyond. Above and beyond. Really, what is it that you can do? Mm -hmm. Right. So that's going to be our next thing. What can you do with the emotional conflict? Mm -hmm. So... I can only tell you what I did, and it worked. Okay. Face it. Face your own emotional conflict first before you try to address your daughter's conflict. Right. Because a lot of times we're not ready to face our own mess. But people are more than ready and willing to tell somebody else what they need to do. Let me tell you something. Or tell somebody else how to deal with it. A lot of times, and I get this a lot from daughters who are in conflict with their mothers. Mm -hmm. The daughter wants to have the conversation about why our relationship is like this and the mother refuses. Yeah. Please know that if the mother refuses, that is simply because she she can't face her own. Mm -hmm. That means she would have to face her wrongdoing. She would have to face her pain. She would have to face her trauma in order to give you answers. And she's not not willing to do that, so you may not get no answers. Yeah. That's what's, that's hard. Mm -hmm. Like, that's excruciating. (laughs) Like, I'm not going to even, I, that has got to be the most difficult because I know, because my mother died not telling me her story as a woman. Yeah. And I, as a 23 year old woman at the time she died, had to piece her story together with family members and stories and conversations. Right. And as I pieced it together, there's still missing pieces. But for the most part, I was able to piece it together and try my best to break the cycle. Yeah. Right? You know, people call them generational curses. I have a different opinion about generational curses. We'll talk about that on another Mm -hmm. podcast. But for the most part, I've tried to avoid by facing. Mm -hmm. And that's difficult. But you can do it, though. Yeah. Even mom, you can do it. Daughter, you can also do it. Here's another thing I need you guys to know. You don't need 
your mama to do this. You don't need your daughter to do this. You can face it on your own. Yeah. Now, it'll be great to have their support. Absolutely. Right? Because you and I support one another when we're battling through whatever it is we're battling through. We lean and support each other. Of course. But, but sometimes you don't have that support system because they're not ready. And sometimes you don't need them. Sometimes yeah. they're too toxic. Sometimes you're not safe yeah. with your mama or your daughter. And the only way to get over it is to get away and to create that distance. Yeah. And work it out within yourself. Yeah. Right? Start telling some truth about you, mm-hmm. which is difficult, but it can be done. I've learned that. I want to say that I have learned that a lot over, especially over the last year. Mm-hmm. It's coming on like about a year since I like completely stopped talking to my dad, like complete cut off of all like no Facebook, Instagram, like don't even look at my pictures. Um, but I've really learned that I can get over it and I can work through it by myself. And he's not in a place where he's emotionally ready to take responsibilities or give me answers. And so I have to find all that within myself and with God. I have to work with God to figure it out because that's he's not going to be helpful at all. Like in the least. Because he's in denial. Exactly. And (laughs) and you can't talk to that. You can't talk to that. You can't reason with that. So I had to. And it really, really, I am going to say you are right. It is excruciating. I remember crying and crying and crying. I remember it was when the pandemic first hit. And so there was like nobody in my office, but I was still going in the office at the time. Right. And I remember there was one day my my lead had just left and I was texting my dad and we were going back and forth. And I I was sitting at my desk and I was bawling and I was crying. And then the VP of my department comes over and she's like, are you okay? I'm like, Ah! I'm totally fine. Nothing's wrong at all. Right. But. Yeah, but I have found that through the last year of having that space and having that distance and having that freedom to really express how I truly feel and to be able to face those emotions, what caused those emotions, how to change those emotions has been its just so, it's like a world of a difference. And I feel just like, even like from the moment that I cut him off, I just felt so much lighter Mm. once you face that and once you I'm not gonna say get rid of it but resolve it within yourself first yeah 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 and I think you needed to have that conversation Mm -hmm. to realize how far gone he was in denial yeah you know but what I like about this converse this interaction you had with him Mm -hmm. was that you didn't have it multiple times no. Like reaching out for a second time, third time, fourth time. And moms and dads and daughters and sons. And listen up, guys. That's what keeps you in pain. Mm-hmm. Because you keep coming to your mama about the same question you asked her. And she ain't going to get, she didn't give you the answer the first time. She Why are you going to try answer. the third, the fourth, the fifth, the sixth, the seventh, the eighth, the ninth? No. If they don't give you that information, then most likely they're not going to give you what you need. And you just need to take that as... I can't get what I need from this, so I need to go find it. Not find it elsewhere, but go find it, you know, through other avenues. Try to work it out. Exactly. In other avenues. So let me ask you this. Mm -hmm. Do you forgive them? No. That would be a no. Yeah, because it took too long to answer that one. That would Mm -mm. be a no. No. So what are you doing? What are you doing to work on that forgiveness? Um... 
I'm really just going, I really, my main go-to is to just go to God. Okay. Even if I'm, it doesn't matter where I am or what I'm doing, if I start to feel those emotions of, of unforgiveness or or if something just like comes up on TV and it reminds me of my dad or right. reminds me of a situation, then I just have to constantly go to God and say thank you for, thank you for saving me from the potential trauma that this situation could have caused. Oh, Thank good. you for delivering me from the trauma that this has caused. Yeah. And even though I know I can't lean and depend on my father, I know I can lean and depend on God. Yeah. And so that's really what I'm working on leaning and depending on him and just really telling myself that, you know, my father, he did, at the time, you know, back, I want to say circa 1995 to, I'll give him to like 2010, he did his best. You know, he did the best he could with what he had, with the education he had, with the resources he had, with the, the even the knowledge that he got from his own parents. He did the best he could with that information, I feel. That ain't much, guys. It's not, but <laughs> he did what he could. And so right. I just kind of have to accept that part. Right. And really the part that I'm kind of working on to help me get to that level of forgiveness yeah. is to really think about him and think about his life. Mm. Because I don't yeah. know his like full story. Right. You, you know, know I know that man. he met my mom at 19 and had a baby. And I know from then on, Kind of, sort of, a little bit. Yeah. But, you know, I never really knew the full story. And so I had to go to my grandpa and I had to go to my grandma and I had to go to my aunts and I had yeah. to go to my uncles to really find out the information that I needed uh -huh. that he wasn't willing to give me. Right. But as I found out more information about what he was feeling and who he is, that kind of makes the forgiveness a little easier. Yeah. But then at the same time, it doesn't because it's like... It's at what point? At what point do you take responsibility? See, yeah, at what point absolutely. do you step up and say, okay, I did this and all I can do is try to make it better from here. Like that's all I've ever wanted is for right. you to say, I'm sorry and say, I'm going to try to make it better from here. But I never got that. And so I really had to find that for myself. How do I find that love for myself? How do I find that worthiness for myself? How do I feel like I'm enough without having somebody else there to tell me that, you know, they're there for me. Right. You know? Does that Absolutely. make sense? Yeah. How do you get it yeah. for yourself? Again, it goes back to my abandonment and my rescue. Mm -hmm. How do I get it for myself? Rescue yourself. Get up and do something. Yeah. Get up and do something about it. And no one's coming. No. Okay. To rescue you, little girl. You okay. Do it by yourself. Get off the couch. Mm -hmm. I was on that couch as an eight-year-old girl for many, many years. <laughs> okay. So I definitely feel you, where you're coming I'm still from. Because my dad, he did the same thing your dad did. He didn't give me the answers. Mm-hmm. He thought he did good. He had the nerve. He left me on that couch. Because, let me tell And you. had the nerve to not tell me. He don't even remember. I don't remember that. He said, I don't even remember that. Yep. Do you know how heartbreaking I was? How heartbroken I was? This thing that shaped my entire childhood. It is you <laughs> don't even recall. Oh, my God. It happened like just let's say I got a headache every time I ended his presence. Okay, exactly. got a headache. Exactly. But again, guys, I just hope this helps you guys because you do have to get to a point where you are address addressing the emotional conflict within yourself. Mm -hmm. 
in order to better the relationship between you and your daughter. And this just goes for, you know, fathers as well, because we've talked about dads. Mm-hmm. It goes for sons. It, 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 I mean, it goes for the, that in, that relationship, period. Yeah, Mother-daughter, mother-son, father-daughter, father-son. Like, guys, we have got to start addressing it. Yeah. You've got to start addressing it. And what happens is the older mom gets, the harder it is to address. Yeah. Because they get so set in their ways. Mm-hmm. And this is just the way it is. But I'm here to tell you guys that you do not need your mother to resolve it within yourself. Yeah. You don't need your daughter to resolve it in yourself. What you need to be able to do is tell your truth. Let that pain move through your body. Mm-hmm. And let it go. Yeah. You can't go back. You can't. Regret is a wasted emotion. Yep. And the regret is really only for your ego. And your ego tells you you're better than this and you're not because you went through it. Exactly. You're not special. Uh, I mean, might... to be honest, I feel like a lot of people think that. I'm going to go off on a little bit of a tangent here. But okay, I okay. feel like a lot of people think that, you know, the things that they go through. And I understand. Are exclusive. I, exactly. <laughs> and I understand. Everybody goes through things. Everybody has their traumas. You know, there are certain things that people have been through that I wouldn't wish on my, wish on my worst enemy. And I'm sorry that they went through that. But at a certain point, like you said, you got to step up and take ownership and responsibility of your part of what you've been through and how you can learn from those situations and you're not special everybody goes through something everybody goes through things i'm sure there's at least one person on the earth who's been through the exact same thing as you exact same thing and they have the exact same emotions so to think that you're special or you're excluded or you're exclusive in some type of way is really only hurting yourself because then you're not working to improve yourself absolutely you feel like, oh, I'm special. I don't have to do what everybody else does to Absolutely. get the healing. I don't have to do what everybody else does to feel okay. But you do that. But you do. Yeah. <laughs> you do. And the Absolutely. moment that you realize that, you're going to be a lot happier and probably a lot less irritating to the people around you. Absolutely. Because just talking about it will free you. Yeah, literally. Open your mouth and say, you know what? I am crazy. Even if you don't, <laughs> even if you don't say it to anybody... God, the universe, whatever, still hears you. Yeah. Just say, whatever there are some times where I'm in this house by myself. Yeah. And it's just me and the dog. And I'm just walking around talking. Just yeah. talking. Because I know that God hears me and that's all that matters. That's, that's it. That's it. That's it. And I know he hears me because he responds. Exactly. Come on through now. Come on. I'm so proud of you. Look Girl, at you. See, I'm knowing stuff. Mm-hmm. You too can have a relationship with your daughter like this. Look, guys, let me you tell really you can. something. I had to face my stuff. Mm -hmm. Remember, I told you, I caught you staring at me. Mm -hmm. You had to be about two or three. And I was just staring. And you were just staring Mm -hmm. as if you were studying me inside out. And that look was enough to be like, Nefra, she's watching you. Get your stuff together or you're going to have some problems. Yeah. That look, baby, I will never forget that look. Okay. I will never forget that look. (laughs) So, guys, listen up. I'm telling you, you're not alone. We want to tell you that. And you can definitely reach out to us at adaughtersdilemma at gmail.com. Yeah, we might. You know, I'm not going to say we. I feel like I may seem a little mean. But I'm very supportive. And I'm always there to help people and to encourage people and to inspire people. So, absolutely, send us an email 
DM us on Instagram. At a daughter's dilemma. There you go. Uh, send us an email at a daughter's dilemma at gmail.com. There we go. Yes. Let us know what you guys think. Please leave a comment. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure that you share this post with someone who's having emotional conflict with their daughter or their mother or even their father or son. Mm -hmm. Right? It's just a daughter's dilemma because, you know, it's just me and my daughter. But we're going to be talking about some of everything. Everything. Okay? We try to keep it to the mother-daughter subjects, but sometimes it just veers off <laughs> to the good, good stuff and other things. Absolutely. But I hope that this podcast finds you, all of you blessed. And thank you so much for tuning in. I'm Rodnique, the daughter. And I am Nefra, the mother. And remember that every woman is someone's daughter. And every daughter can be an excellent mother. Until next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.